Welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken, a podcast about Jesus, His Word, and our joy in following Him. I'm Amy Spreeman. And I'm Michelle Leslie. And today we want to talk about what happens when we seek extra-biblical revelation. In other words, God talking to us supposedly, outside the pages of Scripture. Many many of us grew up with or were trained to expect feeling or thinking that we're hearing the voice of God. And so many of you have shared your own personal stories with us about how that expectation was actually harmful. Yes, that very popular teaching that you should be hearing from God. You should be hearing Him speak to you in dreams or impressions or still small voices, or that you must ha- you must put out a fleece or have a so-called peace about it to determine if it's really God speaking to you or your own imagination. You know, those are the kind of phrases that maybe have crept into your conversations. We really have to be careful with our words, Michelle, because these teachings are not only unbiblical, but they can actually shipwreck your faith. I've seen this happen with loved ones, uh, people in my life, and it is devastating. Yeah, it really can be, unfortunately. Well, we've recently aired an interview that has now become one of our most downloaded podcast episodes, and it was titled God Doesn't Whisper by Pastor Jim Osmond, who wrote a book with that same title. When that episode aired, we randomly drew the names of five listeners to receive a free copy of that book, and we're so thankful to Jim for graciously providing those copies for us. We asked our listeners to leave a comment about that episode on our website, and 51 of you not only did that, but many of you shared how that teaching that we must hear God's voice did a great deal of harm to your understanding of His nature. Yeah, we're going to link up the God Doesn't Whisper episode in our show notes in case you missed it. You're going to want to hear that. It was so good. Um, But in this episode, we want to share those testimonies from our listeners and why we need to have a scriptural understanding of how God does speak to his children in his holy breathed out word. Because if we're expecting something more, then we really don't have an understanding of the sufficiency of scripture. When we become dissatisfied with the word, it doesn't give us the feels, you know, we, we crave something more. But ladies, we already have exactly what God wants us to have, a relationship with the King of Kings based on the pure, all-sufficient, inerrant truth of the Bible. We know that God's Word is under attack from the world, but sadly, that attack comes far too often in our own churches. You know, it really does, Amy, but 1 Timothy three sixteen and 17 says this, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. A lot of Christians long for God to reveal to us exactly where we should live, who we should marry, or what career to pursue. But because that kind of explicit guidance doesn't appear in Scripture, you might expect God to reveal it to us by some other supernatural means, maybe by, by inward nudges or audible, still small voices. And like we talked about with Jim Osmond a few weeks ago, that is not how the Lord has told us to seek His will. God has given us in Scripture the principles we must follow and wisdom as we mature when we're making decisions. 
we're free to choose any option that does not violate his word. That is so reassuring, Michelle. It actually feels like freedom to me. Mm -hmm. Well, let's head over to the comment section of our website and that episode and hear what our listeners have to say about the impact of that extra biblical revelation in their lives. And I'm gonna, we, we won't get to all of them, but, but we've collected if quite a few of them here. Uh, Cindy wrote to us and said, For decades now, ideas such as praying for an open door, striving to hear God's guidance in decisions, uh, the burden of needing to be constantly attuned to the still small voice are now shown to be erroneous and are happily tossed aside. I'm so glad to have the true context and sense of these verses delineated to God be the glory. Well, thank you, Cindy. Uh, Michelle, Jim did such a great job sharing the scriptural context for all the verses that teachers use, not in the proper way, to justify their teachings about putting words in God's mouth that he did not say. Yeah, and I really found that helpful when I read the book. I mean, he, he covered just about every aspect of this topic that you could possibly imagine or think up. So we really want to encourage all of our, our listeners to go out and, and get a copy or, or get on Amazon and get a copy of, of uh, God Doesn't Whisper because it's so helpful. It really is. Well, Paula said, I was born again at age 50 in 2011. And almost from the start of my walk, I would hear other Christians telling me, God told me, God spoke to me, etc. I didn't hear this from the pulpit until we moved to the Midwest and tried to find a new church. All the churches we attended put so much emphasis on hearing God speak and speaking in tongues and things like that. I would sit in my quiet time in tears because God wasn't talking to me. Mm. Like Jim said in the podcast, I really felt like there was something wrong with me that maybe I wasn't saved. I couldn't understand why all the women I knew could talk to God. I started pressing into the scriptures, and by God's amazing grace, he led me to Michelle's website, to this podcast, and from you both, I heard about other solid teachers, John MacArthur, Gabe Hughes, Costi Hinn, etc. I shared what I was learning with my husband, who had been in so many churches that taught hearing God's voice, and we started praying, searching the scripture, listening to solid teachers together. Truth for life is a favorite, she says. We ended up leaving our old church and are now attending a great, solid Bible teaching church, which does not promote hearing God's voice or the sign gifts. It's been a journey to get here, but God has used it to help me grow, to help my husband grow, and to live a life trusting him and his precious word. And, you know, that is so, so key, uh, what Paula says here about being in a good, solid church that doesn't teach wrongly about these things, but teaches rightly about these things. Things. And so listeners, if you're not in a good solid church, we that's that's what we want. We want to hear from you like this, that you have found a good solid church to get into. And we're so happy that Paula did. Oh, yes, that's so key. Uh, let's go to another one. Dina said, after listening to this episode, I recalled a conversation I had with my daughter as a teenager saying all the wrong things. She is currently not walking with the Lord, and I know this conversation may have contributed to that. I'll have to ask her for forgiveness for that. Wow, Dina, or maybe it's pronounced Dina, I'm so sorry that that happened. I can relate. I uh, didn't have the discernment uh, way back when my my son went through 
through this book and these teachings in youth group. And he started thinking that something was wrong with him as well. Why aren't, why can't I hear from God? There's something wrong with me. They said, you know, if I, if I can't hear God's voice, am I really a Christian? And that is so, so key to, um, to how people's faith gets shipwrecked. But you know what? I, and I relive that sometimes. I go back and I think if only I had said this or that or um, pointed him to scripture. And I did not know at the time, uh, what was wrong. I, I couldn't figure this out. I didn't have the teaching and the proper discernment. And, uh, but you know what? I, God knows that and he, he can redeem all of this. And so, um, yes, go back, have that conversation, you know, explain to your daughter what you wish you would have said. I did that with my son and, uh, and then continue to pray for them. Um, you know, the Lord knows and, and he knows whose are his. And we just put those children, those precious ones in his hand and, um, just pray that God would open their hearts and, and grow them. And, and that's what we can do. So, uh, so thank you for bringing up. That's very painful. And, and I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. And that's great advice, Amy. I'm glad you, you shared that with her. Yeah. Well, well, Angie wrote, I work as a librarian in a Christian school in which many people do not think biblically about this issue. Mr. Osmond did a wonderful job of teaching what God was actually doing when he spoke to people or guided people in supernatural ways in the Bible and why this does not apply in the situations we attempt to use these experiences in today. Furthermore, Mr. Osmond's teaching has lifted the burden of our trying to accomplish a work to be more intimate with God that is already ours in Christ Jesus. I see how Mr. Osmond's book would be a useful title to add to our school's library. Yes, yes, it would. Mm. To help combat the misunderstandings and false doctrines that have been believed for far too long. I also have family members that I think are trapped in this thinking without realizing the harmful results of it. I have heard the fallacy that prayer is a two-way conversation, although I always believed that God spoke through His Word and we answer with our prayers. Thank you for tackling this topic. Well, you're certainly welcome. Welcome, Angie. And yeah, I I would encourage any uh, Christian school or any church to add this book to your library. It is fantastic and hopefully will help clear up some misunderstandings that a lot of Christians tend to have about this topic. I agree. And that uh, prayer is a two-way conversation. I was taught that as well years ago. Um, and, and when you're taught that from the pulpit or from a trusted uh, pastor or leader, um, you can't help but think that that surely must be true. Um, so, yeah, it, it's so eye-opening to finally hear um, the truth and that the way we pray to God, He already knows uh, who we are and, and what we want to pray and what we want. He doesn't speak back to us, but He has given us his word, and that's how he speaks to us. So um, really appreciate that that comment. And uh, Carolyn commented, she says, as a Christian, I once had an experience where I thought God had spoken to me and for years talked about it till finally my son rightly corrected me. I thought a lot about what he said and wondered how many other things I have gotten wrong in my Christian walk. This episode helped me so much, but especially when Mr. Osmond said that he had been so into the book Experiencing God, sometimes we hear things or are taught wrong things, then as we grow, we realize the error of our ways. So thank you. Carolyn, thank you so much. Um, 
that Experiencing God book by Henry Blackaby is the very same one that was taught in uh, my child's youth group. And that's you'll, you'll hear that one referenced uh, many times tonight. Um, that book is so dangerous, but it was so popular. And a, a lot of churches got caught up in that teaching from that book. Yeah, they sure did. Eunice said, I was edified by how Jim explains commonly misused texts from scripture like Elijah and the still small voice or Gideon with the fleece, etc. It's so important to rightly divide scripture. I used to be in the charismatic movement where God told me was commonly said and abused. I used to think I was missing something as I didn't hear anything. Thank God for his deliverance. I like when Jim said, we need to use biblical language to communicate biblical concepts. It's freeing to be reminded of how to approach these things yes. biblically. It sure is. I, I One of the things that I, uh, when I teach that I say is that when you rename things, you reframe things. So mm. a lot of times giving non-biblical names to things that uh, are really biblical concepts is a way of redefining things. So we, he's right. We really do need to use biblical terms for for biblical concepts. And uh, and it was, like she said, very helpful that he explained um, all these scripture passages Amen. about these these issues. So yeah, I, I think we found a new uh, uh, mug for a word fitly spoken. If we ever were to develop merch, we should have one that says, "When you rename things, you reframe things." So. Good good quote, right. Michelle. Appreciate that. <laughs> Stephanie said, I left the Bible Belt to move to California, and I've never been more confused. I am a Reformed believer, and I love how Jim supported everything I have read in Scripture. I was starting to feel weird that I hadn't heard from God. And then uh, Susan said, I wasted so many years studying things like experiencing God and purpose-driven material. So good to know that we only need our Bible to know what God really wants from us. So thank you, Stephanie and Susan. Really appreciate those comments. That's right. And Ariel had this comment. She said, I recall having conversations with friends who would often ask if I had a, quote, piece about it when yeah. in the middle of decision making. Yeah, we've all heard that one before. When I finally asked them why they used that phrase, and what was meant by it, I never got an answer that I found to be biblically sound, although I knew that wasn't exactly biblical language. This episode helped to make me aware that that kind of jargon falls in the camp of hearing the voice of God theology. I cannot and must not look to myself for peace about something. I need to look to God's word to see what he has already said and use wisdom in making decisions. Yeah. And yeah. God's God's word tells us that looking to God's word is where you will find peace. So you're absolutely right, Ariel. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and, and the peace that I sometimes feel is me lying to myself when I want something <laughs> from the flesh and not from God. So mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's a common trap. So all right. Kelly said, all my life I've been taught to listen for the voice of God, but I have never been able to hear it. Being a part of a charismatic church for the past few years, it has been tricky navigating my faith and deciphering biblical truth from extra-biblical doctrine. I've been a Christian from a very young age, but I feel like I'm finally grasping what it actually means. This episode was so informative and encouraging, and I feel like I'm finally free of this false doctrine of audibly hearing God's voice. What a blessing this podcast has been to me, and especially the clear biblical 
biblical truth that Jim shared in this episode. I look forward to reading his books. Well, I think those books are really going to bless you, Kelly. So, uh, and, and it's never too late to learn, ladies. It's a, a wonderful thing. Yes. And we're all always learning. You know, we were, we're, yes. we'll never stop learning. We will continue to learn and grow and mature until God calls us home. So hang in there. <laughs> That's what we're all doing. <laughs> well, Heather commented, I've grown up in church all my life and in recent years have been engulfed in studies of trying to hear the voice of God, wondering if something was wrong with me because everyone around me seemed to be hearing from God and getting dreams or visions and me, nothing. Finding out that only the word of God, the scriptures are all I need to quote, hear the voice of God is a huge weight lifted. I feel like I should have always known this, but always being around those that speak of having dreams and visions or knowing that God was telling them to do this or that, you know, it makes one wonder if they, if they're doing something wrong. Scripture is all I need. And I'm so grateful for discernment ministries like yours and pastors that do expository preaching and teaching like Mr. Osmond. You know, there's this, this common theme that's running through a lot of these, these comments. They're saying, I wondered if something was wrong with me because I wasn't hearing God's voice, so to speak. And, you know, I, I experienced that myself years ago. You know, I was trying to hear God speak to me in prayer. And I would just, like one of the commenters said, would just be in tears mm-hmm. saying, God, talk to me, talk to me, you know. And this this um, yeah. this whole extra biblical revelation or hearing God's voice teaching, it's just so destructive, you know. And um, it, it puts, like one lady said, you know, she felt, she finally felt free. And it, it really is freeing yeah. when you when you learn the biblical way of communicating with God and the way that God communicates with us. This this false doctrine puts, I mean, and all false doctrines really, but this one puts a puts a um, a burden on people that we were never meant to carry, and and promises wow. us something that God never promised us, and that's why it's so oppressive. The, you know, the, yeah. the, the word of God is true. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Um, and that c- applies to a Amen. lot of areas of, of our Christian life. And so, um, you know, they, this, this hearing the voice of God thing, you know, may seem exciting and shiny and sparkly and reading the Bible is just so boring, but it's really not. If you really want the real thing, you will get into God's word and listen to him that way from scripture. Yeah. And, you know, people who keep insisting after hearing scriptural truth that, oh, no, oh, no I can hear from God. I, I, you know, God speaks to me audibly. They, they've actually made a God of their own yes. making, their own imagination, and they, they're clinging to that. And it is freeing. It, it does feel like a weight's been lifted when you finally do hear the truth and you believe it and you understand that this is what God's word says. So, um, so I'm really thankful that our listeners are, are breaking free from that burden, that, mm-hmm. that heavy weight. Um, let's go to another one. Aaron commented, 
I am in the middle of reading Jim Osmond's book, and I love it. I can say that my husband and I both often wondered why we didn't hear from God. It seemed like we would hear people talk about how they heard from God, were called by God, or God led them in some direction, and we were never experiencing this. My husband felt like he was doing something wrong because he never heard God. We've been married 25 years, and it's only in this last year that we have finally found a doctrinally sound church and realized the Bible is all we need to hear from God. Oh, praise the Lord that you found this church. And Aaron, that is so wonderful. And congratulations on being married 25 years. Um, and it's very, it's not uncommon to, you know, just recently um, find, you know, a good church, good solid teaching, and then just experience this growth spurt in your faith. So um, that is just so wonderful to hear and just really encouraging. So thank you. Yeah, that's a common thread in these comments as well is that people, you know, they get into a good solid church and they learn what the Bible really says. So that's really important. Yeah. Christy wrote, I learned so much from each episode, but this episode directly addressed some of the lies that I have been believing recently. I'm currently struggling through some issues directly related to believing that I should be hearing something from God. I do believe that praying and studying my Bible go hand in hand, and I do believe God speaks to us through his word. I can see, though, where I've been allowing these little phrases to sneak into my thinking. Thank you for once again giving us the resources to point us to God's truth, not man's or woman's false opinions. Thank you, yes, Christy. Thank you, Christy. <laughs> uh, here, here's our first uh, gentleman weighing in. Uh, Robert said, what a great podcast episode. I've been interested in this topic for decades as I've been in the pursuit of God. While I would consider myself a mature Christian of about 35 years, I did experiencing God two or three times 20 years ago when it was popular. It's kind of funny but sad how we Christians can sometimes just go along with what's popular, but not be a Berean and study to see if something is correct. It reminds me of the purpose-driven life. At any rate, it was great to hear him speak of decision-making in the will of God by Gary Friesen. That book was also pivotal in changing my view and setting me free. I would love to read this book. I am going to be sharing this podcast with many people. Well, thanks, Robert, and thanks for listening. Um, yeah, that uh, it, it was such a good episode that uh, I think Michelle and I were just uh, letting, letting Jim uh, just expound and talk, and, and I think we were both in awe of what he was teaching. I, I know uh, I've got the audio book of, of Jim's uh, God Doesn't Whisper, and uh, he's got a, a British speaker uh, doing the audio, uh, uh, and it's amazing, and, and it's just so full of scripture and, and such great sound teaching. So, yep, highly recommend it. Yeah, I could have let him, you know, talk to us another hour on that episode. That would have been so good. Uh, but he's he's a busy pastor, yeah. so we had to let yeah. him go and respect his time. But maybe, you know, when we all get to heaven together, we'll just sit yeah. in the chat for a few thousand years. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and one of the things that a lot of folks have been mentioning, too, is that they got into the purpose-driven life stuff by Rick Warren. They got into the uh, yeah. experiencing God stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's a common thread as well. And those those are really, you know, I did those, too, because when they came yeah, when they first came too. out years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, however long it was, um, you know, I had no idea what discernment was. And this was what 
our pastor was giving us to do, and we were all doing it together. I do remember we did the Purpose Driven Church after the Purpose Driven Life, and it was it was yeah. a video series you were supposed to watch at home. And my husband and I watched it at home, and you know we were supposed to discuss it or whatever. And we we just kept looking at each other, rolling our eyes. So the Lord was merciful and did give us a little bit of discernment back then. <laughs> but uh, you know, some of these things are just so slick and so subtle that um, it's it's easy to get sucked into to believing what they say because it sounds perfectly reasonable it sounds you know it's draped in all this biblical sort of language or biblical like language and uh so yeah it's you have to be i mean it's it's i don't know if it's sad to say this or not because the bible tells us to do this but it's it's unfortunate i'll say that there are so many um things that are disguising themselves as Christian, that you have to be on your guard against things that claim to be Christian. You know, that's what discernment is, but it's, uh, it's just unfortunate that yeah. people uh, and things that claim to be Christian, we can't just take them at face value, but one day we'll be able to do that <laughs> when Jesus comes back. Well, well, we true. won't need to be discerning anymore because, you know, he's going to make everything perfect and there will not be any false doctrine in heaven that we have to avoid. So <laughs> we can look forward to that day. Yeah, and our, we'll be able to see clearly. Yes. And uh, I, I'm so thankful and looking forward to that day. Oh, yes. Well, Caitlin wrote, so eye-opening, gives me so many points to reinforce why I have always felt such a discomfort with the God-whispering-to-you mindset. For so many years, I felt that I was doing something wrong because, see, again, mm. I felt that I was doing something yeah. wrong because I never heard God speak to me. I ended up walking away from the church and my faith for many years. Oh, my uh. goodness. It was yeah. always there, but completely on the back burner, leaving me feeling lost and inadequate. I did studies by Priscilla Schreier and others and felt even more lost because I didn't have the same experiences. We recently left a church after they started promoting Experiencing God as their Bible study for the fall, and the pastor wholeheartedly embraced it. We have found a more biblically sound church, but still not as sound as I would like due to the current women's Bible study. Yeah, that's common. However, I'm choosing not to participate in that. I mean, this just drove her away from the church. And, and, you know, certainly she was responsible to the Lord to, you know, to believe rightly and everything, but look at the havoc that this false doctrine wreaked on her life. That's just, I'm so sorry about that, Caitlin. Yeah. So unfortunate. Uh, Rebecca said, years ago, I was part of a ladies' Bible study that used the book Experiencing God. There that is again. Uh, It's a very common teaching that prayer is a two-way street, but Mr. Osmond is right that it puts such a burden on people. I think I did have some wrong ideas back then, but have since learned to study the Bible as a whole and in context. That is such a good point, Rebecca. And you know, Scripture interprets Scripture as well. So there are some biblical principles that... um, uh, Mr. Osmond, Pastor Osmond gave to us, and uh, that that we can just we can just trust that because it's in God's breathed out word that that He has given us. So thank you, Rebecca. I, I know that it, it's hard to um, just say to yourself, "Oh, but everyone else is experiencing the, the voices and the promptings and the dreams and the visions and all of that." Um, but you know what? When you read it in its proper context, um, it, it's so freeing. So thank right. you. All right. Well, this one is from Sheila, and I've edited out a few personal details from her comment. 
And Sheila says, this episode hit the bullseye on the target of the struggle with a decision that was made because of an unexpected thought that my husband had many years ago, a thought that popped into his head. She said, we're cessationists and do not believe that God speaks outside the Bible, but this one caught us off guard. In hindsight, it would have been better to say about this thought that her husband had, I don't know where that came from, and I'm going to seek wise counsel and follow biblical principles in this decision. Because of the circumstances, we thought it must have been God. And over the decade plus since, I've been both very angry and very sad about the decisions she mentions that were made based on supposedly hearing God's voice. Mm. I have continued to wrestle with hearing God speak all these years and have just recently had it settled. This timely episode seals it. Well, Sheila, I'm so sorry oh, for the, the struggle that you yeah. went through, and uh, I know the ramifications are just very painful and everything, but, uh, you know, praise God that he brought you to a correct understanding of it after all. Yes. Yeah. Janessa said, I see how easily this deficient theology has snuck into the way we talk about prayer, and I can see the heavy burden it puts on the shoulders of others. I took so many quotes away from this episode. Uh, One of them is, Nowhere in Scripture does it say that prayer is a two-way street. Prayer is the means in which we talk to God. His Word is the means in which God talks to us. Yes. And Erica said, I left a church a few years ago that was promoting extra-biblical revelation, specifically from the worship leader. A lot of things were happening behind the scenes that the congregation was unaware of. There was so much emphasis on emotion, sitting and waiting for God to give us a word or a picture, and praying for personal revelation. The worship leader would even say she had prophetic words or messages spoken to her that she was supposed to reveal to others. Oh, dear. She said, I'm so thankful that we left that church and found our way to a biblically sound church and one that actually brought Jim Osmond in to preach this summer. His teaching this summer was a blessing, and so was the episode. Well, thanks, Janessa. And, um, you know, that that's great that Jim could come to your church and preach. And, well, what a wonderful thing it, it was for your congregation to hear that. Uh, but, yes, as far as your uh, former uh, worship leader goes, yes, yeah, she... Uh, mistakenly thought that she was a um, prophetic voice, I guess, uh, putting words in God's mouth or speaking for him, an oracle that he didn't speak to her. So yeah, there's none of that going on uh, today. In fact, uh, we're going to put some resources in the show notes today about why there is no such thing as modern day prophets or apostles for that matter either. So uh, we'll, we'll have plenty of resources for you to check out in the show notes today. That's right. And, you know, Erica raises a a good point here, too, um, that something that triggered uh, a little memory for me. She talks about so many different things that are going on in her previous church that were problematic. And sometimes people will send me an email or a, a message or whatever and say, you know, I'm having this this problem at this church. How do I address this? What should I say to my pastor? And, you know, they're like somebody recently wrote and said, you know, they're they've got this conference that they're taking the youth group to that Jensen Franklin is speaking at, you know, and and things of this nature. And and how should I address this with my pastor? And and this is also going on. And this is also going on. And a lot of times, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's so much going on. It's not that you need to 
yes, we should address things like that when it's possible and when there's hope of bringing some change. But sometimes there's just so much of this junk going on in the church. It's not, it's not that you need to address these things with the pastor. It's that this is no longer a church and you need to get out of there and get into a church, a real church, a biblical church, you know, and uh, I'm sure any church that would have Jim Osmond come to preach is probably a good church. So I'm glad you found that good new church. (laughs) Yeah. It's really um, almost impossible sometimes to be that that person who can steer the ship in a different direction. And, uh, but uh, again, like you said, Michelle, we, we do need to speak up. We need to let people know why we're leaving and, um, you know, the, the theological issues and red flags, um, you know, need to be addressed. So yeah, don't just leave, make, make sure you let people know um, that there are problems and uh, who knows that you may also plant a seed of influence in, in somebody else to be able to say, you know what, we do need to address these things. So uh, hopefully that's the case. Right. That's absolutely true. Well, one of our listeners named Amy had this comment. She said, I look back on my faith history and see the graciousness of the Lord where he has steered me away from fully embracing various sorts of destructive teaching and culture that have infiltrated the church in our country over the past 20 plus years. I had become dangerously close to embracing such ideas. Unfortunately, through church sermons and studies that wandered away from truth in search of, quote, relevance. And as soon as I watched Jim's series, I dug out my old copy of Experiencing God and chucked it in the trash. Well, it sounds like that was probably a good decision to make, Amy. (laughs) Yeah, Amy, we wouldn't want to uh, have that end up in a garage sale or a thrift shop and uh, end up in somebody else's hands to be deceived by. So good for you. Uh, Ruth commented, I've always heard that prayer is a two-way street. Wow, I cannot thank you enough for explaining so much of what is wrongfully taught in the church and in our women's ministries. We, too, did the Henry Blackaby study 20 years ago, and we were so enthralled with it. We all want to hear God speak to us individually as we appear more holy to others when we relay the messages, but I've always felt uneasy when people use that language. You know, God told me, etc., etc. So thank you very much much. I've already sent the link to my hubby to listen to on his way home from work, and I hope to get the book and share with fellow believers, but I'm also concerned about the backlash. Please pray for all of us as we stand for truth. Um, Ruth, thank you. Yes, we will definitely pray. And and we do get a lot of backlash when we uh, try to gently bring, bring these things up. Um, there are people who just just don't want to hear it, and they want to, uh, like I said earlier, cling to uh, a god of their own making. So, yeah, it, it's tough, but you know what? We when we do it gently and love, and we bring people to the truth, um, that that's what we can do, and and uh, and we need to do that. So, definitely stand strong, and thank you for standing for truth. Yes, absolutely. Well, Susan commented this. She said, one thing I appreciated that Jim mentioned is what a burden this hearing from God teaching is. It causes doubt in people that they may not really be saved because they're not hearing from God outside of Scripture. When I was still a newer believer, I was exposed to some of those teachings through Beth Moore Bible Studies and Priscilla Schreier. Sadly, it even has crept its way to some degree into community Mm. Bible study classes. Yeah, it it just is. It's so pervasive. You know, you really need to um, be sure you're in a good, strong church and be sure that your pastor has oversight over the Bible study classes that are going on. Uh, So, 
yeah, that's one of the ways that we can keep, can make sure that the Bible study classes we're going to are doctrinally sound by going to Bible study at your church mm-hmm. um, and making sure that your pastor and your elders are overseeing those. I, and I'm hearing Priscilla Shire's uh, name come up quite a few times in the comments. So um, mm-hmm. it's good that people are opening their eyes to uh, to that kind of teaching that she brings. Um, we, we need to make sure that we're not mm-hmm. sitting at her feet and, and listening to her uh, false teaching. So, all right. Morgan said, I have many friends who are avid followers of people like Priscilla Shire, and I myself used to love Beth Moore many, many years ago. Although I have claimed to be a Christian my entire life, I don't think I was truly saved until a few years ago. I say that to say, until very recently, I had never even heard of the term extra-biblical revelation and wouldn't have thought twice about pretty much everything in this episode. I have used phrases such as God told me or God showed me uh, or God show me your will through opening and closing doors. Um, I still sometimes catch myself saying them simply because they are habitual, but I am growing in my knowledge of just how theologically inaccurate those sayings are and in turn how hurtful and damaging they can be to those around me. I would love to read Jim's book to learn more and share with my friends and family who are still in a state of not thinking there's really anything wrong with those who are teaching this concept. Thank you, ladies, for all you do. It's been one of the best podcasts I've come across to help me grow a knowledge of our faith and constantly points me back to God's word. Oh, well, thank you, Morgan. We really appreciate your kind words of encouragement. And uh, just what you said about, you know, the the words that we use, that how habitual it is that, you know, um, God show me your will through, you know, opening and closing doors. I I've fell into that kind of language, you know, talking myself about doors opening and closing, um, you know, not not too long ago. So I, I really am, um, uh, Jim Osman really helped me think about the language that I use as well. And so, uh, yep, we're cleaning that up. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, it's it's hard to to constantly monitor our speech when we're in the habit of saying certain things, but yeah, it's important to it speak biblically. So I'm glad you're doing that, Morgan. That's really good. Okay, here's a comment from Donna. She says, thank you so much for this. It really hit home because my husband is someone who says, God told me. In fact, he said it the other night at the small group Bible study we are hosting in our home. I was cringing inside, but of course I couldn't <laughs> challenge him in front of the group. That was that was very wise, Donna. Um, yes. <laughs> we've talked about the issue before, but I'm hopeful that some of what I learned by listening to this podcast might help if the Holy Spirit quote, opens the door to another conversation. (laughs) Also, on a brighter note, the church God brought us out of talks this way a lot. Every Mm. year, God, quote, gives the pastor a word for the church, like prosper or flourish or stronger. I praise God for bringing us to a church that focuses on God's word in the Bible. Yeah, there's there's that theme again that people you notice that people are saying we came out of churches that taught these things and now we're in a yeah. solid church. So ladies, if you're in a church that's talking this way all the time and doing these crazy things, you need to just get out of there and find a good solid church. And we'll go ahead and put and put my the link to my church finder resource in the show notes again. 
Yes, that's such a great resource, Michelle. Yeah, uh, our former church that that we had come out of uh, actually had uh, words from God, uh, single words like that. Uh, every first of the year, there was always a, a January first, you know, brand new year, uh, as if God uh, separates things by year. But but they always gave them a word. Um, I think uh, one year it was zeal. So. <laughs> So zeal was the word, I guess, uh, from somewhere. I'm not quite sure where, but they prayed about it and somebody heard the word zeal and they went with it. So Mm -hmm. yes, we have to watch out for that. All right. Uh, Here's another one. Heather wrote, this was so helpful. I really enjoyed his explanation of what the still small voice was, something that called Elijah out to see what was out there versus God literally whispering. People are so desperate to hear from God in a special and unique way, and they're uncommitted to his word. The power is in the word. The sanctification process happens when we submit regularly and daily. It's a discipline, and God will bless that. Thank you for this important topic. Well, thank you, Heather. Yeah, you, you are absolutely right. There's a lot of people who are uncommitted to his word, and uh, and we can change that. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, Jen wrote, I used to belong to a large charismatic slash big Eva church, and the young wife of one of the pastors had terminal cancer. So many people from the church claimed that God had told them directly that he would heal her, but she ended up passing away. It was a heartbreaking situation all around, and it still makes me so sad to think of the impact of this false extra biblical revelation. This was a huge church with many new converts, and I just pray that their faith wasn't irreparably damaged. Yes, this it it is. And this false doctrine is just it hurts people so badly. This is why, you know, this is why we keep beating the drum against um, Bethel and Hillsong and Elevation music, because it is the gateway into this false doctrine for so many people. I mean, they discover the music and then they get swept away by the the false theology of the, these so-called churches. And it hurts people. I mean, Amy and I both yeah. know people who have come out of and have discipled women who have come out of these backgrounds and they have so much trouble readjusting mm-hmm. to what is actually biblical because of how harmful this false doctrine is. So yeah, Jen, it really is true that yeah stuff like this is terrible. And I'm glad you got out of that church. And I hope that, uh, yeah, like you, I hope that these, the faith of these new Christians wasn't damaged. Well, can you imagine though, thinking that you're hearing God promise you that he was going to heal somebody who was terminally ill. And then when, when that person passes away, what does that do to your trust in God? God, you promised right. you you told me that you would heal her, and what happened, right? And then you know, so so that just you're right. It's devastating, and people then don't trust in the real God, you know, and they oh, it, it's yes. so sad. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to another uh, comment here from Kelly. Kelly wrote, I downloaded the book from Kindle before even finishing your episode. (laughs) That's that's, uh, Johnny on the spot right there. Uh, Thanks, Kelly. Uh, But then she says, but I wanted to comment anyway. I first discovered Reformed Theology about 13 years ago. I remember that Michelle, I think in a blog post many years ago, was one of the very first people I heard talk about the fact that we can make decisions on our own as long as we 
we follow biblical principles. I was floored, as that was the opposite of what I had heard all my life, especially where bigger decisions are concerned. I was taught to wait for God to tell me, but I never knew how I was supposed to know. I was told a feeling or a whisper or something would happen, but no one else seemed to know either. I was also made to believe that if I made the wrong decision, that I would be punished for not doing God's will, and things would go badly. So inevitably, whenever things went badly, I knew it was because I didn't really listen to God. I was under this yoke for so long, and it was a burden. Thank you for this episode. Oh, Kelly. Oh, man. that I, I'm so glad that, that the Lord opened your eyes and brought you out of that. So. Wow. Yeah, me too. I'm praise God that He's brought all these people out of that kind of thing. At least we haven't we didn't hear yeah. from anybody who said, I'm still in this and you're wrong and everything's great. Yeah. We heard about people who had been hurt by this, by this false doctrine and have come out yes. of it and are now in good churches and are now happy and at peace with God because they're not expecting something from him that he never promised them. So praise God for for yes, working in all these free. ladies' lives and gentlemen's lives. All right. Yeah. Uh, a listener named Dakara wrote, Unfortunately, I have so many terrible experiences where I not only tried to hear from God, but I declared that I heard from God to family and friends. I do look back on these mm-hmm. moments with shame for being so blasphemous and lost. I have a very similar college crisis story. I think he means similar to the story that Jim told about his own experience in college. She says, and I spent most of my college years looking for experiences and voices. Talk about a burden. Even with my theology being corrected in this area, I still struggle with others around me in reform backgrounds who make these claims. I still wonder from time to time, am I missing something? So this was very encouraging as I had been recently praying about this and reverting back to thinking how I was growing up. Um, that I am on the outskirts of Christianity and everybody else is, quote, in. Yeah, that's yes. what this does. I always say this kind yeah. of theology creates a class system in Christianity, and it makes you feel like you're a second class citizen mm-hmm. if you're not hearing from God. You know, so, yeah, it absolutely does. And yeah. that's evil. You know, there is no class system in Christianity. <laughs> We're all just, you know, sinners saved know. by grace. So, yeah, that's that's really really harmful and I'm glad that the Lord brought you brought you out of that Dakara. Yes. I think we have time for a couple more here. Uh Alexandra mm-hmm. writes Extra biblical revelation has been hurtful in my walk. Growing up, it was studies like from Beth Moore, then people I met in college, and whenever I heard of people having what seemed like such a close relationship with God, it made me feel like I wasn't good enough or not doing enough to be like them and to have the same type of relationship. It made me long to hear directly from God in the ways that they did. Thankfully, God has opened my eyes, and I no longer look for this kind of revelation determine my worthiness, etc. Yeah, thank you, Alexandra. Very common, isn't it, Michelle? It really is. But you know, something just occurred to me that I think uh, our listeners are all going to rejoice in. And I know I rejoice in it. I'm sure you will too, Amy, that, you know, we, we're going to hear God speak to us directly, audibly, face to face. We just got to wait a little while. Okay, you know, (laughs) wait till eternity. This life is but a vapor, scripture (laughs) says. So you just have to wait a little while and God will talk to you audibly in heaven when you get there. So just wait. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Be patient. (laughs) Okay. 
Julie said, uh, and again, I've edited out some of her personal details here. She said, oh my goodness, what a terrific podcast. I've been a fan of Justin Peters for years and have used his quote often. If you want to hear God speak audibly, read your Bible aloud. This episode with Jim has given me more scripture and anecdotes to explain to people why I know that God doesn't speak to people. This book would be the perfect way to let one of my loved ones know the truth without it coming from me, which is always helpful. Um, (laughs) Of course, I would either read it first or get multiple copies to share. I am very sensitive to hearing the words God called me or God told me or God wanted me to do this or whatever. Uh, it has never sat well well in my soul since being a student of Justin Peters, Mike Gendron, Chris mm-hmm. Rosebro, and now Michelle Leslie and Amy Spreeman. I feel Aww. affirmed in that feeling. Thank you for all you do. Well, thank you Aww. so much, Julie. Yeah, it's a pleasure to serve you in that way, Julie. Thank yes, you. It is. Uh, Emily said, I have family members deceived in a church, and she put bunny ears, quotation marks around the church, where their pastor, again, uh, bunny ears, delivers messages he has heard directly from God. It's devastating to witness the cult-like devotion and following to a man and his pastor wife who do not rightly handle the word of God. I have shared my concerns from a biblical perspective, and all I can do is pray for them. Your podcast equips me with solid biblical knowledge to rightly understand God's word. Thank you both for all you do. Oh, thanks, Emily. Yeah, thank you so much, Emily. And that's really, that's what we want to do. We were talking before the show started about how amazed we are that God allows us to serve you, our listeners, and um, that we could play some small part in encouraging you or edifying you or equipping you. It just blows my mind that God would pick somebody like me to to be able to do that in some small way. So it is our, Mm, we are your servants in Christ, and it is our pleasure to to serve you in this way. Indeed. All right. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this episode. Thank you, listeners, so much for sending in all your comments. They have been so encouraging to us. It's, yes. it's always encouraging to us when we hear from our listeners that God has gotten you into a new church or that God has used the podcast in some way to teach you something about himself or pointed you to scripture or anything like that. And we are, like we said earlier, we are so thankful uh, for what the Lord has mm-hmm. done in your lives to grow you and to bring you out of false doctrine and into good sound doctrine and good doctrinally sound churches and, and the study of God's word the way he wants you to study it. So we're we're very yeah. glad about that. Um, before we go, we want to thank two new donors. We want to thank Tam Jane, who was so gracious to donate via PayPal. And then we also want to thank mm-hmm. Casey, who is a new patron donating monthly over at Patreon. Thank you so much, ladies. We really yes, yeah, we, thank you. We really appreciate your kind and generous gifts and, and all of our donors. Thank you so much. Yeah, it really does offset the the cost that seem to be growing every year for putting on a podcast and uh, hosting it and distributing it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, ladies, again, check out the episode God Doesn't Whisper, which we've linked up in our show notes. And uh, do go ahead and share your testimony in the comment section, like uh, what you've heard tonight, uh, if you would like. And I, I'm just so thankful because those stories help um, encourage 
uh, other people to uh, just really uh, understand what what this is all about and and understand how God does really speak to us through Scripture. So I, I do believe testimonies are just um, uh, just the the heart of of why we do this because we can hear uh, how God is growing people, like you said earlier, Michelle. So uh, so if you want to share your testimony, just uh, pick an episode and drop a comment in the comment section, or you can go on our Facebook or Instagram or or wherever you find us. Uh, We would really appreciate that. Uh, But for this one, you could just head over to our website, awordfitlyspoken.life. And until next time, listen to the one true God who gave you his written word. Read it, trust it, and walk worthy. Mm -hmm.